Hello again, everyone. Welcome to Kicks and Dribbles. I'm Dan McClay, where we examine world soccer, world football, if you want to call it, three times, or rather one time a week on uh, during the uh, week uh, that uh, we always have. Very good. Um, this has been a week that is just absolutely amazing. A lot of stuff going on, so let's get right to it. Of course, the uh, world football people, you might say, or all the fans are kind of in a holding pattern because of what's going on at Barcelona FC. Yeah, that's right. Lionel Messi looks like his time is over at Barcelona, and he has uh, pulled the plug on it. Uh, there's a big meeting going on Wednesday of this week uh, in Barcelona between Messi, his dad, and the owner of Barcelona, Josep Bartomeu. Um, it looks like Messi is going to opt out and just uh, go his separate way, although there's a lot of money obviously involved with a buyout clause that supposedly in May was up and uh, there's a lot of examination and legal stuff to go through right now. But the bottom line is everybody's saying, well, where's Messi going to end up? Well, let's look at a couple of scenarios. First of all, Messi and Pep Guardiola, who is now the coach at Man City, are very good friends. Uh, they respect each other. Guardiola respects Messi and his talent. Messi respects Guardiola as a coach and uh, somebody who knows what's going on on the pitch. So we've got a mutual admiration society right there, which is very, very good. For somebody like Lionel Messi, who is very humble and doesn't make headlines unless he scores goals, he does not make headlines off of the pitch, uh, this is something that's very important because uh, Pep Guardiola knows how to talk to the players. And Messi does not need a situation that's volatile. The situation was becoming volatile at, um, at Barcelona. So Messi is now looking for some place where he can be feel uh, in his comfort zone. And Pep Guardiola is somebody that makes him feel in his comfort zone. And I can understand that. And uh, boy, Messi would really uh, be an asset to Man City. There's no doubt about that. It would make that Manchester rivalry between United and City a little more, um, you might say, uh, interesting. Uh, with Lionel Messi working in there, of course, you've got Kevin De Bruyne, who I think is just one of the most incredible how midfielders in football from Belgium who plays at Man City. And I think him and Messi could be an unbelievable uh, pairing as far as uh, feeding uh, out of the back to Messi up front. De Bruyne is one of the best uh, over-the-top uh, passers that you can find in the game. And uh, I think Messi would uh, benefit from him tremendously. Other, uh, There's other talent, of course, at uh, Man City. And Pep Guardiola's got that team playing really, really well. So I, it would be a really interesting situation. Now, there is a rumor floating around, and I would be remiss if I didn't mention it. There is this rumor floating around that Ronaldo, that's right, Cristiano Ronaldo and Messi are both going to end up at PSG, okay, for next year. Hold your breath. Because the rumor also goes on to say that Pep Guardiola is going to move in to the coaching job at PSG. Now, I'm wondering what's going to happen to Teuchel. Because Tim Teuchel over there at PSG, I think, is doing a pretty good job. And although he has fractured his foot and he's walking around on crutches, uh, the guy is doing a great job, I think, at PSG. Yeah, okay, they didn't make the final and win, but they did uh, win some uh, a couple of cups there in France. But they, uh, they came up a little short against a great Bayern Munich team in the uh, Champions League. So I, I don't really see that happening. However, now you got to understand the rumor was started by an ex-PSG player who is no longer uh, really with the team in, in any sort of official capacity. So I'm just trying to wrap my head around this 
where is the money going to come from? Because Messi and Ronaldo are going to that, that that's a lot of that's a lot of euros, uh, probably a lot more euros than any of us could ever even fathom to imagine uh, in our lifetime. And so, I'm kind of putting that one on the real back burner. I mean, way on the back burner. And uh, and I'm keeping Man City right up in the front as the uh, probably the logical place where Lionel Messi is going to end up playing football. So uh, we'll see how it all ends up. But uh, just a little little uh, kind of an observation about Josep Bartomeu, the president of Barcelona. Not really impressed with his style of running a corporation, you might say. And let's face it, all of these football teams are corporations. These are uh, businesses that are being run. And when you're an owner, you've got to understand that your employees do have feelings, okay? Mr. Bartomeu doesn't seem to understand that. Uh, he hired uh, Sistien to hire to uh, run Barcelona, and now uh, Sistien's gone because Sistien did not uh, take Barcelona as far as they wanted it to, and there was an embarrassing loss. So uh, Mr. Bartomeu just, with a knee-jerk reaction, uh, went and just you know got rid of him and brought in somebody else. And he's brought in a very good coach, uh, Coleman, from the uh, Dutch national team, who's an excellent, excellent coach. Uh, very smart, uh, great tactician, and he will do well at Barcelona if Bartomeu will leave him alone. Now, Bartomeu does leave the team alone, but in a bad sense. He's not involved with the team in the sense that he doesn't really seem to care about it. Uh, a lot of uh, A lot of negativity coming out of the team right now, which is not good. Arturo Vidal, the Chilean there at Barcelona, who's a great forward, is also saying he, uh, he, he, you know, he's not happy. Luis Suarez says he's, you know, ready to pack his bags and head for the door. And uh, Arturo Vidal is also saying that, you know, the club needs a complete overhaul. Wow, I mean, this is this is negative stuff that you can't be letting, you know, come out of your organization that you're supposedly running and have got lots of money invested in. So I would ask Mr. Bartomeu to please step back and look at your. Uh, corporation, your corporation being Barcelona FC, and see where you can make it maybe into an, a positive situation. Barcelona FC is world recognized, period. This is one of the upper stratosphere teams in world football. This is up there with Juventus, Real Madrid, uh, Manchester United. Uh, I mean, come on, run this team the way it's supposed to be run, positively and with a good light on it. Right now, there's a very bad light on it. And Mr. Bartomeu, por favor, arreglalo, okay? Please take care of the situation. Okay, very good. Let's move on. Let's talk about an American player, an American star, who is uh, making some uh, notes and making his name over in Europe, and that's Weston McKinney. Weston McKinney, as you remember, on 2017, he signed with Schalke there in the Bundesliga and went on loan, and then uh, now he's on loan to play with Juventus. That's right. Uh, Schalke's going to send him to Juventus for him to play, and he is just like starry-eyed. He can't believe that he's going to this team, which is one of the best teams in the world. So uh, let's uh, disregard the rumor that I was talking about a few minutes ago, and Weston could get a chance to play with Cristiano Ronaldo. Talk about somebody that you can learn something from. Just walking on the pitch with this guy would be an experience for me that I would just you know totally just take mental notes. And as a matter of fact, I would go so far as take mental notes during practice and then go back and write them down so that I wouldn't forget them because Cristiano Ronaldo is somebody that you can learn from. So congratulations to Weston McKinney. 
He is one of the Americans making uh, waves, you might say, but making good waves over there in Europe with world football. He has become helping the USA come to the forefront of world football. Uh, McKinney is from Little Elm, Texas, right up there outside Dallas. He uh, played youth with uh, FC Dallas 2009 through 2016. Uh, he's had 33 appearances in 20 uh, in the 2018-2019 season. And so it is a one-year loan to Juventus. And so congratulations. Let's see how he does. Other news about uh, players moving around. Tottenham Hotspur has signed Matt Doherty from Wolverhampton. So uh, we'll see how he fits in with Josie Mourinho's uh, scheme of things there. Robin Koch has left Freiburg there in the Bundesliga and has signed with Leeds United in England, and they, of course, have been promoted to the EPL. Uh, Danny, Donnie Vanderbeek, this was just uh, in a, uh, on Monday this week, to Man United. He's coming from uh, Ajax, as they pronounce it, but it's Ajax if you look at it from the English standpoint. A uh, five-year deal going to Man U. So Danny Vanderbeek is going to be, uh, I'm sorry, Donnie Vanderbeek. I don't want to call him Danny, it's Donnie uh, Vanderbeek from uh, from the uh, Netherlands, going to Man United on a five-year deal. That'll be an interesting uh, thing to watch because he's a great midfielder. Uh, Doyen Opomacano uh, is also apparently going to go to Man United. Uh, he's at uh, RB Leipzig. He's a uh, center back, and he is very, very good and under the radar. A lot of people don't hear about him, but I've seen him play. He is really something to watch. Again, Doyen Opomacano, really good Frenchman. Uh, like the way he plays, he's got a lot of speed. And Man U is also pursuing uh, Borussia's Jordan Sancho. And Man U should uh, pursue him because, of course, Sancho is an Englishman. So we'll see where that goes. But apparently, uh, Opamancano apparently has uh, already got a contract uh, pretty much in the works. All right. Some other news out of the world football, from especially from England. Now, on this past Saturday, there was an amazing thing that happened at Chelsea. Well, actually, it happened at Brighton. They played at the Amex Stadium where Brighton plays. And they let fans into the game. Yes, that's right. Fans were allowed in. 2,500 maximum. That's it. They all wore face coverings while walking around. Uh, those that had tickets had their names on them and then scrutinized the tickets and ID to make sure that nobody was you know, giving the ticket to somebody else. You had to have your name on the ticket that matched the ID. So um, Amex Stadium had 2,500 people in there. Uh, the game went very well. It was a 1-1 tie with Chelsea and Brighton. Um, there were a lot of sanitizing stations set up around the grounds. And as I said, strict enforcement of ID matching. So we'll see if maybe this uh, worked out okay. And maybe we can go on from there. This is a baby step. You might call it in getting fans back to the stadiums, but hopefully, hopefully it was successful. Okay. Now, speaking of the English premier league, EPL opening day is September the 12th. And that's a Saturday. And the games on, uh, on the schedule include crystal palace playing Southampton, Fulham and Arsenal will square away. Leeds United going up against Liverpool. What a way to start your, your stint back in the EPL going up against the defending champions. Leeds United and Liverpool. Oh, my goodness. Okay, Tottenham's going to play Everton. West Brom will be playing Leicester City. And Newcastle, the Magpies, are going to travel down to London and play David Moyes' West Ham United. Now, two games have already been canceled from that EPL opening day, and they're both the Manchester teams. Burnley and Man United and Man City and Aston Villa. They have been canceled. No uh, no uh, word yet on rescheduling. Now, on Monday the 14th, they're going to skip Sunday the 13th. And then on Monday the 14th, we've got Brighton playing Chelsea and Sheffield United is going to play Wolverhampton. Two teams that did very, very well, surprisingly well last year in the EPL. 
are going to square off in the first match on Monday the 14th, Sheffield United and Wolverhampton, like both those coaches. Okay, let's look at some of the scores from the past week. The FA Community Shield was played in England. Uh, that's the EPL champion and the FA Cup champion, which uh, turned out to be Liverpool and Arsenal. Boy, you talk about a talk about a great matchup, right? So Liverpool and Arsenal play, and it was a 1-1 draw. They played at Anfield, and uh, so it went to penalty kicks. And uh, Arsenal ended up winning the game 5-4 on penalty kicks. Uh, it was uh, Rion Brewster who uh, missed the penalty kick for uh, Liverpool. He hit it high. It went off the crossbar and straight up in the air. And it was Bayang, of course, who got the winning uh, penalty kick for Arsenal. During the game, Liverpool had a 60% to 40% possession uh, edge. So uh, that kind of was um, kind of goes the way uh, that uh, Liverpool plays. But again, it was uh, Arsenal taking the FA Community Shield on penalty kicks 5-4 to four there at Anfield. Now, on the Saturday, uh, on the 29th, of August, uh, MLS had the following games, Orlando City uh, defeating Atlanta United 3-1. to Remember, they're all playing in that bubble there in uh, – or no, I'm sorry, they're playing in their stadiums now, but, but no fans. Orlando City defeating Atlanta United 3-1 to on the road. It was Columbus and Cincinnati, the Battle of Ohio, coming to a 0-0 draw. Philadelphia Union at home defeating D.C. United 4-1, to while NYFC was uh, at home against Chicago Fire and winning 3-1. to New York Red Bulls went on the road to play the New England Revolution right up the highway, and that was a 1-1 draw. Minnesota United on the road playing Dallas, and Dallas wins 3-1 there. Sporting KC and Colorado Rapids, uh, 1-1 draw there. LA Galaxy and the San Jose Earthquakes playing in LA, 3-2 win for the Galaxy. And Portland and Real Salt Lake left the defenses back in the locker room. This was a game that had to be watched for to, to believe. Portland 4, Salt Lake 4. Yeah, eight goals in that game. Boy, that, that was a barn burner. Okay, also on the 29th on Saturday, we had Mexican League action. Atletico San Luis uh, losing at home to America 2-1. to one. Pachuca traveled to Guadalajara and, and got a 0-0 draw for a point on the road with Chivas. And then Cruz Azul down there in Mexico City shut out Nacogza at the Olympic Stadium 3-0. Then on the 28th uh, Friday, before that, uh, Puebla hosted Toluca, and that was a 4-1 win. While Tigres from Monterrey went to Mazatlan and got a 1-1 draw. Now, uh, French League action on the 28th, it was Lyon defeating Dijon 4-1. Then on Saturday, it was Rennes over uh, Montpellier 2-1, while Nice shut out Strasbourg 2-0 on the road. Then on Sunday, the 30th, it was uh, Lille going to Reims, and that was a 1-0 win for Lille. Bordeaux on the road to Angers. Bordeaux winning there 2-0. Monaco on the road to Metz winning 1-0. Nance at home hosted Nimes. That was a 2-1 win for Nance. And Saint-Étienne at home hosting Lorient. And that was a 2-0 win for Saint-Étienne. Brest at home lost to Marseille 3-2. The Scottish League is up and running. Uh, Again, no fans in the stands, but at least they got their games going. So uh, we've got Dundee United has been promoted to the Scottish Premier League out of the – Second division. Now, if we can just get Dundee uh, Soccer Club back up in the first division, then we'll have two rivalries going uh, in the Scottish Premier League. Okay, on the 29th, it was Kilmarnock 4, Dundee United 0 at Kilmarnock. It was Ross County traveling to Livingston, losing 1-0. St. Johnstone over there in Perth, Scotland, uh, defeating St. Mirren 1-0. And then Rangers went on the road 
defeated Hamilton 2-0. On the 30th, Celtic was at home, uh, shut out Motherwell 3-0. Aberdeen on the road went to Hibernian and uh, won on that game 1-0. Now, taking a quick look at the Scottish standings, uh, Rangers is in first place with 16 points. They're 5-0-1 in their last six games. Hibs or Hibernian, 13 points. They're 4-0-1. Ross County is in third place, having a good showing there. They're 2-2-2. And then Celtic is 2-0-1 with seven points, and they're in fourth place. So that's a brief look at the uh, top four of the Scottish League going on right now. Now, on um, Sunday, uh, Mexican action, uh, Pumas defeated Tijuana 3-0. And it was Santos defeating Caretero 2-1 at Torreon. Okay, MLS action coming up. Uh, Nashville and Inter-Miami, Seattle and LAFC. And then on uh, Monday, uh, Leon and Atlas from the Mexican League are going to play. Now, Africa Cup of Nations is coming up. And that is uh, 23 games were scheduled for Monday, but nothing was uh, resolved as far as getting the games going. And all the African nations from their different uh, groups were all paired up in games and nothing happened. So we'll watch that very carefully and see what happens, and then we'll go from there, okay? Very good. Then on Tuesday, coming up this week, we've got some interesting soccer games uh, to watch. On Tuesday in MLS, we've got the Battle of Canada with Montreal and Toronto playing at Toronto. Then on Wednesday, uh, we've got uh, Mexican action with Mazatlan going to uh, Aztec Stadium down here in Mexico City to play America. That's going to be an interesting matchup because I don't think Mazatlan's ever played there. And I'm sure they're going to be kind of overwhelmed at the size of that place. Uh, On Thursday, we've got Nations League on the 3rd of September. Nations League from UEFA starts up. We've got a slate of games on Thursday. However, the one that you're going to want to watch, and this is going to be an interesting one, because we've got Germany playing Spain. That's right. Germany is going to host Spain. Uh, It's at uh, 2.45 Eastern time on ESPN2. 2.45 Eastern time, ESPN2. Now, what's Joaquin Lowe going to bring onto the field? What kind of talent does he have? He's got a lot of good talent to choose from, and we're going to see how he uses it. Joaquin Lowe, coach of Germany, is a, how can I put it? He is a borderline genius when it comes to putting right guys in the right place. He knows where to plug it in. So Germany, Spain. Spain's got great talent too. There's a lot of teams that have some good talent in Spain especially Sevilla. Sevilla's got two or three Spaniards that are just amazing. So we'll see how this game shakes out. It's going to be on Thursday, 2.45 Eastern, ESPN2, Germany and Spain. That's Nations League action. And then on Friday, boy, this is a good one, Italy and Bosnia. Now, don't don't shake your head and laugh because Bosnia Herzegovina is a good soccer team. These guys play hard. The Italians play just as hard. Of course, the Italians take more of a pride in their game whereas Bosnia just plays uh, blue-collar type football. So this will be an interesting matchup to watch. That's on ESPN News. Again, the channel, ESPN News, thir- or Friday the 4th uh, at, two, at 2.45 Eastern time. Italy is going to play Bosnia in the Nations uh, Cup uh, tournament from UEFA. Now, this, again, is uh, it's going to be tied into World Cup qualification for Europe. So uh, we need to watch these games and see who uh, who uh, comes to the top. Be interesting to see if there's anybody like a Croatia that comes up to the top like we had in the last World Cup because there's a lot of talent out there and a lot of places to go. So what we've got coming up for next week, 
course, we may see if uh, Messi is going anywhere. Hopefully this won't drag out too long. We'll just need to see where it all ends up because Messi is a, a special type of person. And uh, I'm sure that uh, there are a lot of teams out there who want to sign Mr. Messi to a very nice contract, but <laughs> you're going to have to come up with some euros. I mean, some serious euros, right? So we'll see where that all shakes out. And then, of course, we'll have scores from uh, around the leagues as well. EPL starting up here in a couple of weeks. We'll have scores from the French League. Uh, I anticipate City A and La Liga starting up here in the next couple of weeks as well. Very good. That does it for Kicks and Dribbles. I'm Dan McClay. Lauren McClay is our uh, producer. And John Dang handles the sound, gets us on the air. And DC McClay is in our ideas department. So with that in mind, please wash your hands. Social distancing, very important. It is working. Wash your hands, social distancing. That's to defeat this, whatever this thing is, this pandemic that's got us all cranky. Uh, Let's get this thing out of the way so that we can go back to basically a normal way of life and have fans in the stadiums for these football matches. Oh, and by the way, please don't let your life have too many yellow cards.